Welcome to the Emmanuel Church Podcast. We believe that Jesus is the Son of God and has called all believers to a higher standard of Christian living. If you'd like to learn and grow while understanding biblical teaching, then you're in the right place. Here is our shepherd, Pastor R.L. White Sr. God bless you. We're in the gospel according to John. Please find chapter 15. I am so thankful for everyone here today and thankful and blessings be upon you to everyone that reaches out to pastor during the week. Amen. Blessings be upon you how the word of God is changing your life. How you are walking by faith and not by sight. Amen. But amen. Every person on the planet has the opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and as Savior. God has called his church to be influencers even in this wicked society. We know this Emmanuel Church family, before we can go out and influence the world, we must first start where? At home. And I hope everyone's been taking an opportunity to forgive someone. Let me see your hand. Stop holding grudges. Amen. We're learning how to let it go. Say amen. It's a blessing for God to work through us to be influencers for his kingdom. And I love saying this. Don't take your encounters for granted. Wherever you go during the week, whatever you're doing, whenever you run into someone, it is not by chance. It is by divine design. And when God allows us to encounter people, we have to say, Holy Spirit, show me what this is all about. How many of you talk to the Holy Spirit during the week? Oh, somebody said every day, right on, man. I mean, and then when you, when you really, I hope you understand this, when you're really God's friend, you wake up before you get out of the bed talking to God while you're getting dressed all throughout your morning all throughout the day and the last person I talk to before I go to bed is not my wife the last person I talk to before I go to bed is God isn't God good God is the one who has all power and authority over my life the government does not have the final word over your life. I wish I had time. Society, not the world system, not Satan. God has the final word. I can't tell you countless times people have said to me, Pastor, but my doctor said this, and 15 years later, you're still living and the doctor has passed. I told you a story before I was going to a doctor and he was telling me this, 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 this. And in and, and my spirit, I felt my spirit. Mm, 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 mm. And like I said, 15 years later, I'm still living and the doctor who was younger than me has gone on. God knows the plans he has for your life. Don't allow anyone to pre-program you except God. And the thing is, God doesn't have to get ready to program you. He already has. God put everything in you from the foundation of the world. Please write this down. Stop surrendering. Stop surrendering to Satan. I don't surrender to Satan. Stop surrendering to peer pressure that leads you down the wrong path. Anything that goes against God's word is not right. No believers say amen. Each week I hope you're hearing less noise and less thunder and more of God's voice because we are connected. Raise your hand and say, thank you, Father, I'm connected. I'm going somewhere. Declared in his house, thank you, Father, I am connected. 
maturing Christians, God has called us to a higher standard of Christian living. And once you know the truth, don't go back to living like you used to live. Say amen. When you are connected to the kingdom of God, when you are connected to the vine, expect supernatural events to take place. A supernatural event is something you cannot explain. A supernatural event is something you did not plan. That's God's plan. Say amen. The word connected means join together. Get your hands out. And that's what God is doing every day until his son returns. Heaven and earth. Heaven and earth. Heaven and earth have been connected because of Jesus. The question that still applies today is, what are you connected to? Are you connected to things that are pleasing unto God or are you connected to people in groups that have no regard for God? We'll get into that today. It did not do my heart any joy this week. I said, I had to say it again. Lord, don't allow the enemy to disturb my ground. I was doing some statistics this week and I looked up and this was Wednesday. As of Wednesday, in the United States of America, we have had 39 mass shootings. That was Wednesday, so I'm sure the number's going up. How do you have 39 mass shootings and today's only the 29th day of the new year? In the United States last year, I'm not talking about all over the world, just here in America, land of the free, home of the brave, in God we trust. Oh, some of y'all quiet. One nation under God. Stop lying. Last year in the United States, there were 600, Google it when you get home, not in church. There were 647 mass shootings in the United States and already this year we have 39 and the world system wants to tell you we need more policing? God is my caretaker. When I go out in the morning, I'm saying a whole lot and it's going right over some of y'all's head. When I leave the house in the morning and I come home in the afternoon and the evening, God is my caretaker. You don't have to be doing anything for the devil to try to take you out. God is. Why don't you say it for yourself? God is my caretaker. Jesus warns us throughout the New Testament that the things that are taking place even in 2023, they are not just current events, they're actually kingdom events. There's absolutely nothing that escapes God's knowledge. God knows the end from the beginning. So it's very important, if you're here today and listening to my voice, it is very important that you keep your connection strong with the kingdom of God. I don't want to be connected to the vine, and you know this, just on Sunday. I want to be connected seven days a week, 365. It should not be optional if I'm connected to the kingdom. Say amen. I'm not just connected at church. I'm connected when I go out on Monday. Are you still connected to the kingdom when you get around your family and friends? Or do you display the same characteristics they're displaying? Because the Bible says that when we're full of anger and hate and malice and jealousy and I'm going to get even with you, you are displaying characteristics of the devil. But when you forgive, when you take time to listen, when you take time to be an encourager, you are displaying characteristics of our Heavenly Father. Look at somebody say, I want to please God. 
Jesus said over and over throughout the New Testament, it is more important, I'd rather please God than please man. When you are connected to the kingdom of God first, once you, get your hands up, once you get it straight with God, we haven't done this in a couple of weeks, when the kingdom is first, then God gives you peace and favor with man. But what has happened is the church, believers have got it backwards. We try to do this first, and that's how you put God on the back burner. Somebody say, no more. When you're connected to the kingdom, unity and favor begins to come in. In today's lessons, we're going to be looking at five verses here in the New Testament that deals with the world's hatred towards Jesus. It deals with how Jesus was trying to share to his disciples, don't be surprised if people hate on you. And in studying this lesson, man, I was saying, Lord, why did you speak so much in this 15th chapter about hate. And God said, the reason is in there because nothing has changed. Jesus taught us last week, if they hate on me, they will hate on you. If they persecute me, they will persecute you. And why do people hate on you? All because of Jesus. Man, here in the Gospel of John, chapter 15, look at verse 21. This is going to be really good today. And I thank God for spiritual eyes and ears. Listen to what God has to say. Pastors reading from the Amplified Bible. Jesus said, But they will do all this to you, inflict all of this suffering on you because of your bearing my name and on my account for they do not know underline that in your Bible why do people act so crazy why are people so disrespectful because they do not know or understand the one who has sent me. Here Jesus in our text is dropping truth bomb after truth bomb after truth bomb on these 11 men and they were trying to absorb all that he was saying but he wanted them to be prepared. There's never a time where God doesn't want you to be prepared. Say amen. Look at what Jesus said. Look at your Bible. He said, brothers, friends, they will do all this to you. They will talk about you. They will mistreat you. You will have to suffer at times. They will inflict all kinds of suffering upon you, but don't be surprised. Why do people in the world do this? Jesus answers, look at your Bible. Why do people do this? They did all of this to his followers then and people hate on Christians now because they don't know, they don't understand the creator of the universe. Say amen. I had a lot of comments last week, people telling me, Pastor, Thank you for telling the truth about Hollywood. Thank you for telling the truth about celebrities because everybody that hollers, Lord, Lord, in the last days, the Bible says, God's gonna say, depart from me. I don't know you, but Lord, I went to church every Sunday. Don't come to church on a Sunday and act like a Christian and live like a heathen Monday through Saturday. Clap your hands if you know I'm telling the truth. I know who Jesus is. Say that out loud. I know. Here at Emmanuel Church, we know the truth. Jesus is God. Say amen, church. 
And in processing this lesson the last few weeks, uh, man, it made me so excited. God said to me, son, I want you to have a clear understanding of what I'm getting ready to unbottle and, and release. Jesus is God. How many of you really believe that? I'm going somewhere. Come on, Marvin. I mean, really believe it. Jesus, no wave at me because heaven's looking at you, is God. Keep this in mind. If Jesus is God, then God selected the 12 disciples. Say amen. amen. And I was asking God, I'm gonna get back to the lesson in a minute. This ties in. I said, Lord, you're God. You are all knowing you said in your word, you know the end from the beginning. You know it all. Why would you select 12 different men with nothing in common? Why would you select someone that people hated? A tax collector. Why would you select someone who was a zealot? Why would you select someone like Judas, who you knew what he would do in advance. Somebody say, Pastor, tell us why. <laughs> oh, y'all don't want to know. Do you really want to know? <laughs> Please watch. God selected these 12 men knowing their personalities were different knowing they came from different backgrounds he even selected Judas who was going to betray him he said it was not necessarily for my purpose don't miss it. God said I didn't select Judas to be one of my 12 not necessarily for me he said I selected Judas for you hmm I said, Lord, I got to process that one. So you selected Judas for me? You selected Judas for me. And that wasn't sitting with me. And I was just processing all week and processing. And God said, okay, son, let me tell you why. God said, do you really think with me being God, I need anyone to help assist me do anything? Come on, somebody. God said, but I knew January 29th, is that today's date? At 1235, I knew you were going to have to be encouraged in your own soul. So I want to show you the lesson that if I selected Judas, if I had a Judas, and I'm God. I selected Judas to come into your life. He's not there to bring you down because he can't really do that. He's there to help you grow. He's there to slow you down sometime, but he can't stop the progress. You've never been taught this before. Listen to pastor. Well, if Judas hadn't turned Jesus in, he would never have died. That's silly. God is the one. Do you really think Judas could control Jesus? That doesn't make sense. So God said, I want you to know that Judas wasn't even necessary for 2,000 years ago. I was giving you the example to let you know that you're going to have a Judas in your life. And Judas is going to, uh-oh, eat with you. Hang out with you. Laugh in your face. Judas was even, see, some people don't know this. Do you know what Judas's responsibility was as a disciple? He was a treasurer. I don't know if I can go there. A, a treasurer does what? Keeps the money. You can't trust everybody. Or maybe y'all can. I can't trust everybody with my money. You hear all the time, oh, Bernie made off, but I can't go there. I mean, you heard of a Ponzi scheme. You can't trust everyone with your money. Yet God permitted Judas to stay in the gang until the last possible moment. Listen to me. Don't think for a moment 
And your Judas may not be a person, it could be a thing that just kind of nags at you. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Judas hung around Jesus three and a half years, but there did come a point where Jesus said, go. Get out of here, son. Go do what you need to do. There will come a point. Don't think that this sickness has just been nagging me and nagging me and this pain has been just nagging me and nagging me. There's going to come a time where God's going to say, go. And you're going to wake up and, and feel pain free. God's going to say, go. You're going to look at your bank account and say, what the heck happened? God's going to say, go. Where are your enemies at that God made them your footstool? God's going to step in. The Bible says he'll show up and show how powerful he really is. Somebody reach up and say, yes, I'm connected. God chose Judas to teach us a lesson. As believers, we have a bullseye on us. And the reason you have a bullseye on you is because people can see there's something different about you. You're not supposed to act like everybody else act. Say amen. Look at verse 22. I want to try to get all five verses in. Listen how Jesus tries to make it clear why people in the world act the way they act. Can't get any clearer than this. Look at 22. Jesus said, if I had not come and spoken to them, to the religious leaders, to the Jewish community, to the Gentiles, to the Samaritans, Jesus said, if I had not come and spoken to them, they would be guilty of sin. They would not be guilty of sin. They would be blameless. But now they have no excuse for their sin. When you come to church every Sunday and hear the word of God, you have no excuse not to turn from your wicked ways. Say amen. Please write this down. Responsibility increases with knowledge. Responsibility increases with knowledge. The more God is filling your life up with knowledge and his wisdom, you have more responsibility to share it with someone else. The more you know about God, the more sin is exposed in our lives. The Bible says that God exposes sin. And God doesn't expose sin in our lives to embarrass us. God exposes sin to make us better and stronger. Say amen. Jesus was not saying that if he did not come that they would be sinless. But what he was saying is, he says, they are guilty of the most severe sin. And the most deadly sin. And I was saying, Lord, what's the most deadly sin? The most deadly sin a person can commit is rejecting the kingdom of God. Why would you want to reject God's kingdom that is eternal? Please note that when you reject Jesus, somebody say, I don't want all that Jesus stuff. I don't want all that church stuff. You're also rejecting God. You can't have God without Jesus. What you read this morning, Minister McGee, God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they all make the wonderful thing about Jesus is that when you accept him into into your life as your savior, you have secured your eternal home in heaven. Because you need to start asking yourself, man, you better ask yourself sooner rather than later, where are you gonna spend eternity? I don't know, I think when I die, it's just gonna be all over. Woo, you're gonna have a rude awakening. When we die, it's not over. Where are the believers? Oh, y'all sure quiet. When we die, the Bible says it's just begun. 
You have to make up your mind now, Lord, I want to spend my eternal resting place with you. I want to show love. I want to extend love to others. And I want to tell others, you don't have to remain in your sin. God has forgiven you. Just repent for what you've done. Repent for how you've been acting. Because you know you were not raised like this. Look at our society. People in our society are doing all kind of ungodly things. I told you last Sunday about Sodom, such a wicked place. People say, Pastor, that was way back then. No, there's a lot of wicked places here. Uh, I can't go there. 2,000 years ago, people and religious leaders purposely chose to reject to, to reject the message of Jesus. Jesus tried over and over and over again. He tried talking with the Pharisees. We know that. What did they try to do? They tried to stone him. He tried talking with the Sadducees. What did they try to do? They tried to make fun of him. People kept rejecting the message of Jesus. And today, since COVID, people have been rejecting the message of Jesus. Why do you think that when you come to church, you're feeling good? And you leave church? Because you're not holding on to the message of Jesus. Look at your neighbor and tell them, stay off the roller coaster. I'm going somewhere. The Bible says over and over again that people love darkness rather than light. By choosing darkness over life, you're choosing death over life. You're choosing hell over heaven. I'm very serious, and this is to everyone watching this broadcast all over the world, to, my, to those that watch in Switzerland and in Germany. God bless you, and I'm very serious. Who's ever in your home, who's ever on your road today, this is interactive service time. I want you to ask them, where are you going when you die? No, ask the person next to you, where are you going? No, wait for an answer. Don't say somewhere. And don't say, and we better stop saying over yonder. Over yonder can mean hell. I'm going to heaven. We, we learned this a few months ago. I'm going where there's been a place prepared for me. I'm going where Jesus said, in my, there are many mansions, plenty of room. Look at somebody say, I know where I'm going. I'm very serious. If you say, well, I'm not sure, repent. Well, Pastor, I'm a young person, so I, get a, I automatically get to go to heaven. No, you don't. But my mama's in church. My daddy's in church. My grandma was in the choir. I know I'm going to heaven. No, you're not. You have to accept Jesus Christ as your what? Personal. Individually. When you become of the age of accountability, accept Christ as your Savior. And I told you, once God brings you into the light and you know better, stop dipping your foot back off into the world. If you know what I'm saying, clap your hands and give God some praise. <laughs> Pastor, ain't, ain't nobody watching. Ain't nobody gonna know. It, it's Thursday, so... Oh, I guess it's too soon for some of y'all. I'm not, I'm not dipping in and dipping out just because I don't think somebody's watching. God's always watching. And God has called the church to a higher standard of Christian living. You can't be out till three in the morning partying last night and come to church. Oh, God, I'm going to give you the praise. Oh, I'm going to say something. Who are you praising? Are you hung over from praising the devil last night? Are you trying to shout out the demons? Oh, y'all quiet from last night? Have you shouted for your football team so loud you can't shout for Jesus? Somebody say, preach, pastor. I choose God. I talked about last week, breaking generational curses, and I wish you could have seen the power of God in this sanctuary. And if you were not here last week, raise your hand. Say, I break every curse in my life. 
open up your mouth. This is interactive service. This is not old Baptist church. I break every curse in my life. Now listen to pastor. I talked about this last week. When you reject Jesus, you're adding curses back on your life. Nobody has the power to curse you, but you can curse yourself and you will end up in eternal damnation without Jesus. I've had some people do, and please hear my words, I've had people do ungodly things to me, yet God has removed that from my heart. Don't allow anybody to put you in a state of hell. If you got hell on your job, it's time to move. You got hell in your relationships, it's time to prune. You got hell in your home, it's time to open up your front door, open up your back door, crack a couple of windows, tell the devil, get out of my home. I send you back to where you belong. <laughs> I don't understand why some people live in hell. Someone's abusing you. Don't tolerate that. Say amen, say folk. The church tries to hide and cover things up. It's not right for you to beat on your wife or your mate. I know men don't like me to talk about this, but it's not right for women to even beat on a man. Oh, okay, Holy Spirit. There's a difference between disciplining your child and beating your child. <laughs> You're not ready. God doesn't have to beat us. God loves on us. And God just wants you to see the error of your ways so you can be better, so you can be right. Not out here. You can dress me up in a four-piece zoot suit. If I'm hurting in here, none of this is going to matter. What God is doing for the church now, God is fixing it. And he's fixing little things you haven't told anybody about. Why do you think you act the way you think? There's a reason for it. And that's what God is revealing. And when you're connected, see, I, I don't have no part-time connection. <laughs> when you're connected, God will reveal things to you that will begin to make sense. Thank you, Lord. I am, say it out loud, connected. As believers, as followers of Christ, we're to go and declare the gospel that salvation is free. We're to declare to everyone that Jesus came to save you from your sins. We're to proclaim the message of forgiveness. Forgiveness, forgiveness, forgiveness. The world says, hold on to it. The world says, uh-oh, they owe me. I don't want the world to own me. I don't want the world to own me. The stronger you're connected to the vine, the more things make sense to you. I begin to say, Lord, the more I'm connected to you, less of me and more of you. When someone wants to argue or fight with you, less of me. Oh, some of y'all quiet, that's cool. And more of you. When, when I don't know what to do sometimes, I say, Lord, in my limited knowledge, less of me and more. Because, get your hand out, when you ask the Holy Spirit, help me, what is he going to do? He's going to step in and help you. The Bible says he's our helper. He's my advocate. He's my counselor. He's my standby. Hallelujah. The stronger you are to the vine, your Monday self begins to line up with your Sunday self. 
get up tomorrow morning and tell yourself, uh-uh, I want my Monday self to match my Sunday self. I don't want Sunday to just be when you see the best version of me. Why don't you surprise somebody in your house and be nice Monday? Why don't you surprise somebody? Oh, is it too soon? If the Chiefs lose, you still going to be nice. <laughs> Jefferson, you should have hit it there because that was funny. <laughs> when you allow, I'm very serious, on a Wednesday, stop yourself sometime and say, okay, today's Wednesday. Am I showing my best, best self like I did Sunday? If not, ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Say amen. That shows fruit. That shows that we're producing when we ask God for help. We're not designed to do it all on our own. You don't have to try to do it all on your own. Somebody say, I have someone. What a sad stated is that our Savior came to offer new life and they rejected him. Jesus offered a new way of living. He offered a new way of thinking. Jesus offered a new way of viewing God. And people refused it. The world system rejected it because they loved darkness rather than light. People love sinning rather than being obedient to God. This is exactly what Jesus said to a man named Nicodemus. There was a man named Nicodemus once. He was a great ruler in the Sanhedrin. He came to Jesus and he said, Master, I want to meet with you, but I want to meet with you at night. I want to meet with you when nobody else is around. In other words, he was sneaking. And Nicodemus came to meet Jesus at night and he said, Yo, Jesus, please tell me what is this? I hear you talking. I hear you teaching. I've heard about miracles you've done, but I want to talk to you one-on-one -on -one so I have a clear understanding so I can go back and try to talk to the other brothers on the court. When he came to meet Jesus at night, Jesus said unto him, this is the condemnation. This is the issue, Nicodemus, with the world. Jesus said, light has come unto the world. And men's hearts were so evil because they're always plotting and planning. That's what I say this all the time here at Emmanuel Church. Make sure your intent is right. Don't be plotting and planning, trying to hurt someone or planning to do someone evil. That's the world system. Say amen. Jesus says men's deeds were evil. In other words, Nicodemus, are you coming to me with the right intent? People are still rejecting God 2,000 years later because God's standard, God's way of doing things outweighs the world system. The Bible says over and over and over that his ways are not our ways. Whatever God is doing, he's doing it to bless us and not to hurt us. Say amen. Look at verse 23. Jesus says, whoever, please circle this very short verse, whoever hates me, thank you Tyrone, also hates my father. God is love. And if we're part of God's family, we are to display characteristics of love. And when you find yourself being mean and vengeful, you need to check yourself and repent. During Jesus' public ministry, he only preached for three and a half years. He was showing God's love by all the miracles he was doing. Jesus was not doing it just to make a name for himself, Matthew. Jesus was not doing all of this, performing miracles, trying to get rich, Judas. Jesus was not doing all of this, going from town to town, trying to be popular, TikTok. 
He was only doing what he was doing by the miracles he was performing. He was only doing this to show people the love of his father. Remember, Jesus says, if you have seen me, you've seen the father? Because Jesus says, I and my father, we are one. Jesus says, the words that I speak, the things that I do, I can only say what I heard him say. I can only do what he's allowed me to do. God loves us today. And God's not so mad at humanity that he doesn't want to give us another chance. But people are blowing their opportunities. Time, please look at pastor. Time is getting shorter and shorter and shorter and one day the Lord is going to return the important thing is if it's today if it's tomorrow if it's five years 15 years the important thing is are you ready say amen look at somebody ask them are you ready he was only doing this to show people the love of his father now I'm going to go a little deeper Look at verse 24. Remember, Jesus is God. Look at what Jesus said. Jesus said, if I had not done, accomplished among them the works that no one else ever did. That's powerful. They would not be guilty of sin. But the fact is, now they have both seen my works and they have hated both me and my father. Get your finger out and tell your neighbor, stop it. No, yell at him, say stop it. People, no, I'm not finished. People will hate on you because of Jesus. In other words, People will hate on you because of the God that lives in you. Everybody's not glad to see that you're happy. Everybody's not glad to see that you're doing well. People will hate on you just because you got a glow about you. I'm not ashamed to say he lives in me. And see, if you run into pastor anywhere, he's not just living with me on Sunday. He's going to live with me wherever I go. He lives in me. And then the thing is, we have to check ourselves. Holy Spirit, am I displaying the right characteristics? When I'm at school, young people, when I'm at work, when I'm out with my friends, am I still displaying Christ-like characteristics? Or am I acting like everybody else in the world? Say amen. amen. Jesus was able to do all of these wonderful things because he is God. And I love how Jesus said this in this last verse. Look at it carefully. Jesus said, no one had never, ever done the works that I've done. None of the Old Testament prophets had ever done the things that Jesus had done. Because Jesus was God in the flesh come down from heaven. What did Jesus do? He turned water into wine. That was his first miracle. He multiplied bread and fish. Wow. He fed 5,000 men. Then he turns right around and feeds 4,000. That shows us, please write this down, that Jesus had power over natural materials. He changed water to wine. He multiplied bread. He multiplied fish. He has power over natural materials. Ooh, I'm going somewhere. Thank you, Father. So, so don't be freaking out. God is supplying your needs. He has power over natural materials. What else did Jesus do? The Bible says he opened the blind's eyes. The Bible says he healed the lame. The Bible says he healed leprosy. The Bible says that Jesus even raised people from the dead. 
Thank you, Lord. You've already resurrected me. Thank you, Lord, that I don't have any dead areas in my life. Thank you, Lord, that you are alive in me. I'm dead to my flesh, but my spirit is alive. Jesus doing all of these things, opening the blind's eyes, healing the lame, healing leprosy, healing cancer. He still heals cancer. I'll say it again, he still heals cancer. Please write this down. This shows us that God has power over the physical body. Power over the physical body. The world doesn't have power over my body. God has power over my physical body. What else did Jesus do? One time Jesus spoke to the wind, spoke to the waves, and said, Peace, be still. No one had ever done some of the things that Jesus had done. The Bible says that Jesus even walked upon the water. That shows us, please write this down, that he has power over, oh, I'm going somewhere, natural elements. You don't know, I don't know anyone that can speak to the wind and the wind stops blowing. Jesus has power over natural elements. The Bible says Jesus even cast demons out of people. The Bible says there were demons back in the days of Jesus. And 2,000 years later, there are still demons in the world today. But this shows us that Jesus has power over demonic forces. So when the devil's trying to give you a bad demonic dream, call the name of Jesus. Don't say his name just on Sunday. Sometimes just holler, Jesus. Just by hollering his name, just by really believing it, demons have to get back because he has a name that is above every name. He has a name that demons are subjugated to. The name of Jesus. See, we don't get the scripture right all the time. Every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. The Bible actually says things that are above the earth and below the earth. That means the devil is going to have to admit, yeah, you are the son of the living. Stop giving the devil so much credit. The devil is not in competition with God. The devil is a created being. God is the uncreated. The Bible says when we see him, we're going to say, really, it was you? All of these things, all of these characteristics, you and I should be displaying today. When there's demons in your home, demons on your job, you don't have to just blur out and start yelling and screaming at work. Don't do that, baby. They'll call 911 on you. I don't care. I'm good. Unless God tell you to do it. You can sit there and have a silent prayer. Say, Lord, you know how they acting. Help me not to act like them. Help me not to hold grudges. Help me not to put down on my calendar, I'm going to pay them back. Stop it. Say amen. Healing explains supernatural blessings. Casting out demons, casting out devils, these are all characteristics that the church should be displaying today. The reason why, stop saying it's something. Stop saying it's society. Start calling for what it is. The reason we have so many mass shootings, uh, 
So many demonic things taking place because these people are full of demons. And we are to be light. The devil can't stand when you come around. Why do you think people don't like you? Because when you walk in the room, something in them makes them, I gotta act right. Yeah, you gotta act right. I represent God and I'm not tolerating foolishness. The Bible says that in the last days, which we are living in, that God would pour out his spirit. God would pour out his anointing. God would pour out his wisdom more than the days that have already passed. Listen to pastor. If you're not seeing supernatural things take place in your life, you need to pray and tell God for yourself, Holy Spirit, I want to understand the Bible. I want, God, I want to understand what's going on in the world. I want you to show me, Father. I know you're preparing me. I know you're giving me all this information. It's not for nothing. I know you're the only one. My therapist can't do it. My doctor can't do it. Your pastor can't do it. God is the one who can. Xanax can't do it. Jefferson, you looking really guilty today. <laughs> the Bible speaks how God will pour out his spirit. And if you're not see seeing things take place in your life, I'm very serious. Take a self-examination. My brothers and sisters, we have to make sure that we're letting our light shine. That people can see that God lives in us. Say amen. Look at the end of verse 24. Jesus still doesn't let it go. And I'm saying, Lord, why are you holding on to this? He said, come on, look at it. He said, they have hated both me and my father. The world had absolutely no reason to hate Jesus because he came to save the world. Now turn to John 3, 17. This is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. I usually read it in the King James Version, but today we're going to read it in the Amplified so you can have a full picture of what it says in the Greek. John 3, verse 17. Jesus said, it should be in red in your Bible, for God did not send the Son into the world in order to judge it. God did not send his son into the world to reject it. Look at your Bible. God did not send his son to condemn it, to pass judgment, to pass sentence on the world. That's the devil who tries to condemn you. That's the devil who tells you what you don't deserve. It's the devil that tells you God has rejected your prayer. The devil is a liar. Look, in the middle of verse 17 says, but God sent his son that the world might find salvation. I love the Amplified. Look at it. That the world might be made safe and sound through him. It is not God who condemns you of your past. That's Satan. Satan's called the accuser of the brethren. God has forgiven me. I don't hold my head down. When I mess up, when I make mistakes, when I fall short, when I sin, simply ask, Lord, I repent. Say amen. We don't talk about repentance enough in our churches. Repent. The word repent means to turn away from. Don't just say, Lord, I repent. I'm sorry for what I did. Knowing you're going to do it tomorrow night. Touch your neighbor. Touch him. Say, oh, I'm, I forgot. You can't touch him. Get your Bible. Get your Bible. Tap him. Say, I hope Pastor's not talking about you. I repent, Lord, but I'm going to be doing it again Friday night. <sighs> That's not real repentance. Real repentance is, Lord, I'm sorry for how I treated this person. Father, I repent 
for how I treated them. And honestly, Father, help me not to do that again. And you know what real, real, for real, for real repentance is? Not only praying to God, saying, Lord, I repent, but going to the person. Saying, stand up, brother. Dude, I'm sorry. I had the wrong attitude. I'm not trying to make excuses. I shouldn't have said it the way I said it. Do you forgive me? Why don't we forgive each other? Stop hating on each other. It was so funny. I was coming into the church this morning, and, and, and they had a billboard, and it was real dark. So the chief's billboard is real red and bright. I wonder if anybody saw this. And it had hashtag revenge. Church folk, stop wanting to get revenge against people. If someone's done you wrong, leave them in the hands of the Lord. Say amen. <laughs> Repent and turn away from your old ways. Look back at verse 25. Jesus says, but this is so that the word written in their law might be fulfilled, that they hated me without a cause. Why would you hate the one that came to save you? Why would you hate the one who came to redeem you? Why would you hate the one, the only one that has the power to lead you to heaven? We have two reference scriptures. We're going to look at these right quick in the Old Testament. What Jesus is saying here has actually been said before in the Old Covenant. Turn to Psalms 35. I love to hear all the pages turning. I hope everyone watching this broadcast, you got your Bible, you're taking notes. Psalms 35. They hated Jesus without a cause. He came to love. He came to forgive. He came to bring divine peace upon the earth. Peace on earth and goodwill. Not get somebody back. Goodwill towards men. Psalms 35 verse 19 says, and this is a Psalm of David, but it's not really talking about David. David thought he was the one talking, but it was God. Look at it. Let not those who are wrongfully my foes rejoice over me. Look at pastor. Your enemies might think they're rejoicing over you. But I'm thankful to God that he has the final word. Say amen, someone. Don't let them rejoice over me. Neither let them wink with the eye who hates me without a cause. Turn to Psalm 69. I said, Lord, what is with, it? What is with this? All this hate, hate, hate. Psalm 69, look at verse 4. Those who hate me without cause, listen what David said, are more than the hairs on my head. That's a lot of hate. That's how the world feels about the church because we won't stop talking, Brother Fred, about Jesus. I don't care how you hate on me. You're not going to block my connection. I've already made up my mind within my soul. I'm going to live for God. He said, they hate me more than the hairs on my head. Those who would cut me off and destroy me. Say, my enemies can't destroy me. No, how many of you got a few debts you want to get rid of? Now say it loud because debt is an enemy. Say, my enemy cannot destroy me. When they cut me off, they try to destroy me, being my enemies wrongfully. They are many and mighty. I am forced to restore what I did not steal. Will you make a decision today 
to keep your connection with the kingdom of God or will you compromise and keep your connection with the world? Jesus is already letting his disciples know and he's letting us know, don't be shocked when things come up. Whatever they've done to me, they'll do the same thing to you. Some people will hate on you for no reason. Stop trying to figure it out. I don't know why they don't like me. Personally, I wouldn't care. It's better. I'd rather be pleasing and acceptable to God because when you get it right with God, God gets it right with man. Remember, we have been set apart. We have been called out of the world. Thank you, God, that you have selected me. Many mentoring Christians need to learn this lesson. The world hated God and they're going to hate on us, but don't compromise your belief. I believe in Jesus. I believe in God. I believe that God sent his son to earth to die for my sins. And not only did he die, thank you, Sister B, not only did he die, but the Bible says he stayed in the grave. Not because he had to. He stayed in the grave out of obedience. But on the third day, the Bible says that our Savior rose from the dead. And don't misunderstand him. He didn't rise from the dead with some power. That's why I said to you early, let me do a rewind. That's why I said to you earlier, Judas couldn't stop Jesus. How are you going to stop somebody? In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. I know who Jesus is. Stop compromising your beliefs when you know who he really is. Somebody say amen in the house. Thank you, Father. Stand to your feet. Jesus came to earth to reveal the Father to humanity. On this faithful night, Jesus was telling his 11 disciples, I'm going to be leaving, but I'm not leaving you by yourself. When we receive Jesus into our lives, don't you know you're actually receiving eternal life? And not just eternal life, but eternal life forever in heaven. Lift your hands. How gracious our God is that he's given every person on the planet eight billion people an opportunity to make him the Lord of your life. Make up your mind. God is calling the church in 2023 to a higher standard lift them high of Christian living Lord I want to produce fruit more and more and more and more and more that's pleasing and acceptable unto you when we are connected to the vine we are connected to our heavenly father and the supernatural world begins to open up and pour out blessings. There won't be room enough to receive it. Thank you, Father, that we're open to receive everything you have for us. And every person, Father, that honors you right now by lifting their hands unto you, reassure them in this moment that you said you would never leave us nor forsake us. And we thank you for it, Father. We can rejoice today because the Holy Spirit lives within us. Clap your hands. I know you received the word. God bless you. Listen to pastor. It is my prayer Continue to read this 15th chapter of the Gospel of John. And man, next Sunday, we're going to get into it and we're going to dissect it. Jesus is going to be talking about the promise of the Holy Spirit.
He's not here to hurt you. He's here to help you. Walk in your authority. Walk in the power that God has already given you in Jesus' name. Somebody clap your hands. Come on, say, I know who I am. Come on, say, I know who I am. I know whose I am. Thank you, Lord. God bless you. We love you. Let your light shine that will lead other people to the kingdom of Almighty God. Get your hands out, Emmanuel family. It is our prayer more now than ever in all of our cities that God's peace shall reign in Jesus' name. Peace. God bless you for listening to this message. It is our prayer that you receive it in Jesus' name. Emmanuel Church is building, changing, and inspiring lives through the power of Jesus Christ.